How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carlos scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud podcast, post-game for the playoffs, even though technically it's a day later. But remember a day ago, Diane, when the, the Kings won the 2014 Stanley Cup to become the champions? You know what, Chanel? I do remember Wasn't how 24 hours ago um, I was hooting hollering about the 2014 Stanley Cup champions. The Los Angeles Kings. Oh my god, I'm still not over it. It was the best thing that ever happened. Um, I feel like we should start this off by just making sure that everybody has heard the Jim Fox and uh, Bob Miller call for the overtime goal. Oh, it's amazing. This is what it sounds like. Sent along the boards into the right wing corner. Rangers going for it. Broussard trying to get there. Broussard checked by Clifford. Broussard's pass up the middle. Broken up by the Kings and brought back up to center ice. Here on the left side, Martinez over to Clifford. Right side, shot from there, and a save and a rebound, score! Kings win the cup! The Kings, Martinez getting the rebound. The Kings have won the Stanley Cup! The Kings in the longest game in their history win it three to two. Kyle Clifford, Bob, instrumental. He's going on the ice. He gets it there. It ends up being one of those second chance opportunities with shot, rebound, and Martinez had his legs. You can see he was jumping. He jumps on the rebound, and Kings win it 3-2-0. Royalty reigns again in the National Hockey League for the second time in three years. The Los Angeles Kings have ascended to the throne. The Kings are the 2014 Stanley Cup champions. My favorite thing about that is Jim Fox anticipating that goal a Absolutely. second before it goes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. He sees that open net. He sees uh, Alec Martinez just, like, going for it. And, like, a split second before that puck crosses the line, he's just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and which is basically, like, his joy was just so, like, visceral. It's the best. It was, the, like, it was everything that everyone else was feeling. But I love how Bob Miller is trying to give, like, you know, this nice play-by-play and, like, report as to what's going on. And meanwhile, Jim Fox is just yelling in the background. Yeah. I think it was definitely, you could tell he, you know, because they're not on air at that time, right. but they record them anyway. But And you could totally tell that was a moment where he had fully embraced the fact that he was not actually on air because dude was just cheering. And I felt that emotion completely. And Understand. You could, you could hear him go in and out. So you, like, obviously he, like, stood up and, like, hugged a person or is, like, <laughs> yeah. jumping up and down or something and then oh. comes back and... Uh, like starts doing some color commentary, but yeah, that's that was amazing. I loved it. We did not record last night, so of course everybody didn't get our immediate reactions. But just to let everybody know how we reacted, Diane called me as <laughs> the celebration was going on on the ice, and she was drunk, and I was drunk, and we were on the phone for like 15 minutes just watching the Kings hold the cup and just like be like, "Oh my God, do you see this person handing it to this person? It's the best thing that ever happened." I love them all so much. We're just yelling about like, "Oh, look at they're smiling! Look at how happy everyone!" 
everyone looks. And I'm just, we're, I'm hammered, by the way, everyone. Um, and yeah, we were just yelling and about like, isn't this team great? And like reminding each other every once in a while, the Kings. Right, yeah. Won their second Stanley Cup. By the way, did you know that the Kings won the Stanley Cup? I, I didn't know that. For Thank the for me. second time in three years. Yes. Did you know that part? I'm learning it right now. Now you know. Second time in three years. They obviously, of course, they went to the Western Conference Final last season, but they are the first team since the Red Wigs to win the Stanley Cup in back-to-back full seasons since 98. So not quite back-to-back, but kind of (laughs) close. Kind of nice. I'll take it anyway. I'll take it. How do you think this run compares to 2012? Better or just different? I'm going to say different. Um, in a lot of ways, obviously, I think other pe- or people would say that this was better just because, you know, they fought so hard, like they had to overcome so much. But like, I have lost years off of my life. So stressful. I have actually not lost friends, but have gotten texts after this game was concluded, just being like, congratulations on the Kings. Can we hang out now? <laughs> right. um, because I was just so like overcome with watching Kings games and like <laughs> making sure um, everything was okay. Whereas like it was just awesome to see the Kings go on a tear in 2012, being the eighth seed and just like, you know, bulldozing their way through everyone. So I think just different both equally satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have no. They won the cup. I have no complaints. I think 2012. It's like you can never and replace it was the, first. the first one. Yeah. And also, I think the novelty of that one will never wear off. If a run like that ever happens again, I feel like it could be a pretty long time, and people are unlikely to see that replicated by other teams. So that part of it will always make it special, just to see them go on a run like that. But even some of the kings after the game was over and they were doing interviews for TV, we're talking about how like, oh, I think now we really understand what it takes (laughs) to win a Stanley Cup. Not to take anything away from all the work that they did in 2012, but I think after, you know, this is like the longest playoff series a Stanley Cup winner has played, I believe, by one game. They know now, like sometimes it is grueling and they had to battle for every second of this. And so I think that makes it special in a completely different way and in a way where it was like, you know what, they really fought to stay in this and they won and it's beautiful. Yeah, like not only was this the longest playoff series by like a game, but just like there were overtimes galore. So technically they've played like 10 more games Mm -hmm. probably. Also true. Good point. All right. About the game too, which is what I love is even though this ended in double overtime and it's the King's longest playoff game or game, I think period in history, they dominated it in every way possible, <laughs> despite the score, despite going down 2-1 at one point. They attempted 117 shots in this game to the Rangers' 69. And 51 of those shots was on goal, obviously the 51st shot being the Stanley Cup winner. So... It's like I looked at Robert from Jewels from the Crown, his chart that we're talking we, about <laughs> possession, and it's just green for days, and that's the best. Uh, we were just talking about this because when we when he posted that chart, we were just like, "Oh, look at how cool this is!" And we someone else was in the room as we were doing this, and I was like, "You know, if anyone else asked, like, oh, what are you guys looking at and being really excited about?" And we're just like, oh, oh, it's just a green chart. Yeah. But it's making me really happy. Oh, sitting around eating dinner, flailing over a chart. <laughs> 
because we're nerdy. Yeah, but it, it's beautiful. It was beautiful to see just like every stat that comes out and whatnot. It's great. I really love it. I also love, this is less a stat and more just a fact now, that the Stanley Cup winning goal goes to Alec Martinez with assists to Tyler Toffoli and Kyle Clifford, of all people. Kyle Clifford! Yeah. I'm so happy for Kyle Clifford and his tiny, adorable baby. Just, yeah, that baby, like, <laughs> who could sleep through anything, apparently. Yeah. How lucky is he as a parent? And this is a guy, like, don't forget, like, in 2012, he got hurt, so he didn't get to play most of that run. Mm -hmm. And last year, there were, I remember, articles where he was talking about, like, I, I worked really hard, I want to be really healthy and contribute, and then, of course, they didn't get to go all the way. And now they do, and he's had some great moments, and he played really well in the Stanley Cup Final Series, and now he's assisted on the game winner. Like, that's beautiful, and I'm so happy for him. I'm literally clutching my chest right now because <laughs> it just overwhelmed me with great feelings. <laughs> for Kyle Clifford and how hard he's worked and how it's fantastic to see that like it, it's always paid off but to see it on the score sheet like that and in such a pivotal role that pleases me very much and uh, to go along with that Tyler Toffoli oh, I mean yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing this fellow for years to come on this Kings team. I love Tyler Toffoli <laughs> so much. And I'm so glad that it was like, that goal is sort of a mixture. Actually, that whole play. Because it was like, yeah. Tyler Toffoli, but also guys who were on the fourth line. And then Martinez is not one of the top four defensemen. He's usually in the third pairing. So it's like a mix of guys like Toffoli, who is going to absolutely be, and has been even at you know, times during the season, a top yeah. six player. Like a mix of guys. So everybody can contribute. And it's like a... A, a mix of like Martinez who's been around for a few years versus Toffoli he still hasn't had a full season with the right. Kings so some old some new and then it makes you just feel really good about the state this team is in that it seems very balanced I mean I mean proof from the way that nobody knew who the Conn Smythe winner was going to be until they announced it yeah what about that depth is kind of what you couldn't help but think when yeah. you looked at the people that were on the ice for that goal I know I loved every second. And speaking of Alec Martinez, I just have to, like, we're just going to, full disclosure, we're going to be totally self-congratulatory and self-referential <laughs> during this podcast. Yes, we are. And here is one of those moments, because I immediately thought of our last regular season podcast, because it was number 27, episode number 27 of Thanks, Bud. And we pointed out that because of the fact that it was Alec Martinez's Alec Martinez's number, and we said this thing, we had to go back and listen to yeah. it. Here is what we said. How amazing is it? Oh, interesting thing that I forgot to mention at the top of this. So this is the 27th episode, which I feel works out nicely because that is uh, Alec Martinez's number. And yeah. what better way to have a regular <laughs> season of recordings than with his number because he's great. I think it'd probably be funnier if it just inadvertently ended at 22. Let's be honest. <laughs> We would have had to take more weeks off. During the Edmonton game, which I also thought was pretty fun, was Andre Kopitar scoring his 27th goal after 27 seconds of gameplay. So really, that number's just everywhere and really <laughs> important at this stage in the Kings season. So I wonder if this is um, hearkening towards uh, like a sign that uh, <laughs> last year Slava Voinov was obviously extremely hot during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. This year, maybe it's Alec Martinez's Is it season. his time to shine? I would be really down with that. I'd be... Very, very cool with that. So, basically, we're psychic. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that everything aligned so that we were correct. <laughs> it was going to be a big time for Alec Martinez. We just didn't know exactly how. It's it's like when you go get like your tarot cards read or something like that. They'll tell you like, oh, this big thing is going to come for you. This beautiful, great, good thing is going to come. But you don't know exactly how it's going to show up or where. It's not super specific. So we knew that Alec Martinez was going to have a good playoff series. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know how good. We didn't know how instrumental he would be. Two series winning goals. In the overtime. First, yes. That's the other big thing. In overtime, the first one being against a team that everybody was worried the Kings might not figure out how to beat, especially when it went to game seven. But then they do. And it's like, congratulations to Alec Martinez to be involved in that. And then now, like, what's the only way you can top something like that? Oh, the Stanley Cup winning goal in an overtime game. So it wasn't even like 2012 where like, I mean, I love Jeff Carter and he's technically the Stanley Cup winning. Like he had that goal for 2012, but like everybody knew they were winning that game. They were up so much. But this one, overtime winner, it's like way to get it done. Uh, Tyler Toffoli to Alec Martinez. Beautiful, beautiful. And now that's just something that's going to be part of history forever. And I love that. What a thing to put on your resume. Oh, yeah. Also, over over under on how many times you've watched the uh, Alec Martinez goal. Oh, my. Or will watch it in the you know next few days. Oh, um, I it's probably already at like 30-something. <laughs> and it will be over 100 probably by the end of the day tomorrow. <laughs> Most likely. This is 100% correct. <laughs> the only reason it's not higher right now is because we decided to go out for part of today. And instead watched uh, the six-second vine of Jonathan Quick grooving in um, the locker room. The best clip of my life. For like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that is amazing. I love all of the stuff that I've seen after the win with the guys celebrating with their family and whatnot. Jonathan Quick in his capris and flip-flops <laughs> getting low in the locker room is the top of the list. It really, really is. <laughs> Oh, the other person, of course, and this is important to move on to the next thing I want to talk about. The other person also getting down in that clip is Con Smythe winner, Justin Williams. First was Mr. Game 7, now is Mr. Con Smythe. That guy, like, how do you... I feel like there are players, like, I understand that, like, people on or who root for different teams might not like a player like Dustin Brown because he's very physical and makes his presence known, maybe not always in the best way. But there are certain players on teams where I'm like, how do you not just love this guy and I feel like Justin Williams is a perfect example of that like how do you not be glad about his success you can't and if you do if you are you're a monster yeah you're a legitimate monster you are an ogre you live under a bridge (laughs) you horrible troll Justin Williams is wonderful you are every sort of uh terrible like fairy tale villain all rolled (laughs) into one Justin Williams in every interview and like when he got the Consmith, like tearing up and oh all my of his gosh. teammates like hugging him. Like I am a terrible because whenever people cry or are like very emotional about something, like I start to get emotional. I'm like a big weepy baby. You're a sympathetic cryer. Oh, one hundred percent. Like if there is any sort of like all of those ASPCA commercials, <laughs> uh, like horrible cancer commercial, like no, that's I just change the channel because otherwise I'll just start tearing up. But anyway. So he did all of these interviews, and he was just obviously so overcome with just, like, love and emotion for his team, for his family, for everyone, for winning. And I was just like, this is too much right now. Too many feelings happening. So excellent. So good to see him win it. And I think also, I honestly thought it was going to be Drew Doughty who got the Smythe until Justin Williams scored that first goal. Oh, absolutely. And I was like, if they close it tonight, 
it's his. It has to be his. So I'm I'm glad that they did finish it. Um, and also, I will accept, I said at the end of the last podcast that I was going to expect that they would go to seven games until they didn't. And they did not. And then I would accept my shame gleefully. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I have never been happier to be wrong. I am so glad that I can not rub it in your face, but just rub be it like, in. It's great. <laughs> you're a garbage monster. I cannot believe that you thought that this was going to go seven games. I'm the troll under the bridge. <laughs> you're the troll under the bridge. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that it didn't go to seven and that they managed to get it done and that Justin Williams had such a big role in it. Another person, of course, who had a huge role in that is the dude who had three game-tying goals to push it to overtime in this playoffs, decided was like, you know what? What's one more? Let's just do it another time. Marion Gabrick. It's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Let's tie this up and then immediately fall over. That's the way, That's right? That's what he does. That's how you do it. Watch all of his goals, guys. I loved a great, great, great goal from him. And then, of course, the Kings hang on. They, and they, they come out hard. Like, that's the way... That's one of my favorite things about the Kings team is that, of course, you know, they have those moments where they're like, oh, we scored a goal. Now we're going to give up a goal. But then generally, I think what happens more often than not is they score a goal and then they press harder because Mm -hmm. I totally thought that they could have scored again in regulation and ended it. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, Lundqvist was like on task for the Rangers. And then so, of course, it goes to overtime. But the Kings still, they come out strong. They did sort of pull back a little bit um, later in the first overtime, but then they got the rhythm back and it was back and forth. And I just, I felt you could just feel that they, even if they might have been tired or whatever, that they wanted to get it done. Yeah. And luckily they finally managed to. Uh, With no help from all of the posts and crossbars and anything like that. Um, Beyond the fact that it didn't allow the Kings the goal once again, this is for my own like happiness. I was just like dying. Yeah, it was off of every like being in a bar with like forty TVs um, and hearing the ring of a crossbar. Not the best. It's the worst. You know what's actually worse than hearing the ring of a crossbar is not hearing the ring of the crossbar and seeing a shot go and hit the post and then come back out. That Ryan McDonough shot yeah. that went behind Jonathan Quick, yeah. I'm pretty sure most of us were like, <gasps> oh, <God. laughs> as it was happening. Absolutely. Just like, oh, it's over. This is it right here. Yeah. And then to see it just like pop out and for the game to continue, I was standing like, I was sitting in my room watching with my roommate. And then as that happened, I had to like stand up and put my hands over my mouth because like, I thought it was a terrifying moment, but but they made it through. Um, I threw my arms out and put my head down on the table that I was at, um, and in my despair, knocked over a drink. So, <laughs> yeah. thanks so, for that, McDonough. Tense, happy tense moment. birthday. That's the other thing, is it was Ryan McDonough's <laughs> birthday. Yesterday morning, when we were talking about the game, I mentioned to Diane, I was like, you know what, the Kings should close it out tonight, because it's Ryan McDonough's birthday. I had randomly noticed. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or whatever. Somehow, I realized it was his birthday. And I was thinking about the last time that the Kings played a team and a player was having his birthday. It was Corey Perry, and it was game seven of the second round. And we all know what happened there. Corey Perry scored a goal, but they did not win that game. So I was like, you know what? Just go with this vibe. Let's do that again. Ryan McDonough almost scored a goal. Did not. But didn't. He could have ended the game. Instead, it was the other 27. <laughs> Close. Yes. It was <laughs> the other 27 because Alec Martinez scored the cup it's winning true. goal in overtime and the Kings are Stanley Cup champions. <gasps> For how many times? Two times. Two times. In three years. Yes. I love it. 
It's amazing. <laughs> They're the Stanley Cup champions. Make room in the rafters because we need to have a couple more banners put up yes. next season. What can you say other than that's the best? It is the, the best. best thing. We have to talk about, I feel, the goaltending. It's only fair. I feel like post-series, the player that people seem to feel the worst for is goaltender Andrik Lundqvist, who, of course, kept the Rangers in it up until that final goal was scored. He dragged them into the playoffs, through the playoffs, you know, was absolutely phenomenal throughout the playoffs. Yeah. There's there's nothing more that can be said about that, is that he was amazing. He is amazing. He's in a fantastic goaltender Mm -hmm. and a lot of the shots that went past him couldn't really be helped for the most part like through that throughout the series obviously not all of them but yeah that was pretty devastating to see him you know obviously not i'm very pleased with the kings on the cup but uh it was pretty it was pretty devastating to see him so upset and shaken by it again i think in this series there were some goals like people talked about puck luck or whatever and so there like you said a lot of goals where the goaltenders maybe couldn't do a whole lot about it there weren't a lot of bad goals given up I felt and so it is harder to see somebody play for the most part really well and then you know just come just shy of somebody else probably with the exception of game three where Lunk was let in three and quick had the shutout right but other than that and again I don't think really the goals in that game that Lunk was let in were bad goals but for the most part, I think him and Jonathan Quick were neck and neck for a lot of the games. So it was rough, especially to see his reaction. Like, that was a thing about 2012, is, like, they counted down, so everybody kind of drifted towards Jonathan Quick. Yeah. And so there weren't, like, too many sad Devils players just, like, hanging out in the King's End. But this one, the goal is scored. Everybody's coming over to Martinez, because he just scored it. Lundqvist is still yeah. in his goal. Just an eyeful of Lundqvist sad. I kind of thought it was hilarious, though, because as everyone was just kind of like barreling towards uh, Martinez and the giant hug pile, Lundqvist was still just like kneeling in front of the the goal crease. And everyone's like, you know, if they hadn't already dispensed of their gear, was throwing it off wildly as they skated down the ice. And for a moment, there was some times when I'm like, they're going to hit Lundqvist (laughs) with like a glove. And that's just like insult to injury or actually adding injury to (laughs) to defeat, I suppose, is what it would be. Just being like, not only did we take this cup from you, but I'm going to put my dirty, smelly glove in your face. Yeah, pop you in the head with this glove. That's too bad. I'm glad that that did not happen to him. That like as Alec Martinez is throwing off his gloves, nothing um, clipped Lundquist in the mask. That would have been too bad. And it very well could have, because the force of Alec Martinez's jazz hands was legendary. (laughs) He was so excited. As he very well should be. Yeah. I love... That is a moment when I would be like, jazz hands? Yes, this is applicable here. I love everybody. Like, first him and Clifford sort of jumping up together to hug, and then, of course, like, right after that, it's Toffoli and Dowdy jumping up to hug. A lot of jumping. Uh, We got to see Kopitar hopping. Yes! That was wonderful. I... Kopitar hops forever. Any occasion where Kopitar hops is the best. And also, resting sad face Lava Void off, plenty of reasons to smile. So smiley. Um, super side note, I feel like there should be a beer named after Kopitar, and it should be really hoppy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a really strong IPA. <laughs> Or something Good like that. Idea. Uh, so if someone wants to do that, like anybody wants to come up oh, with what was it? Like, just call it the Slovenian dream. Oh right, yeah, because the CBC <laughs> broadcast, and I didn't realize this till today when I was trying to rewatch some stuff to make sure I had seen stuff from both broadcasts. Was them calling Andre Kopitar the Slovenian dream? 
which is probably the best thing you could ever call him. That's wonderful. Andrzej Kopitar, the Slovenian dream, also a two-time Stanley Cup winner. Because guess what, Diane? The Kings won the Stanley Cup. I don't know if you know. Did you Did they? I found that out just now. Well, I'm here to tell you. (laughs) For the second time in three seasons, they have won the Stanley Cup. There are also many people throughout um, the drive like throughout Los Angeles who learns that the Kings won the Stanley Cup from yeah. us hollering about it while mm-hmm. driving in the car. True. We talked about it a lot today. <laughs> That's all the, kind of the only thing I talked about today. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I thought, besides ordering a burger at In-N-Out, I'm pretty sure all of my conversations have been about the Kings. <laughs> As you're paying for your burger at In-N-Out, you're like, by the way. <laughs> oh, I had like a Kings thing in my dash. So someone was like, oh yeah, the Kings won yesterday. So actually that's a lie. Because my server did tell me. Good job. <laughs> and you will all be happy to know that my grandmother called me again <laughs> to make sure that I was okay. And I lived. I told her I survived. So my grandma looking out for me still. Thanks, grandma. <laughs> uh, oh, a thing that I forgot to mention earlier when we started, when we were talking about Bob and Jim. So Gamatsuda, um, Frozen Royalty, posted among the many things that were posted last night on Twitter and whatnot, that Bob Miller on the ice said that he was having a lot of fun and was not retiring. So Kings, of course, still get to look forward to that. I mean, he had already signed for another year, but I feel like this is maybe he'll do another one after that. It's good that he's not tired. It's also great that they like he waited so long for them to win one. And now there's another one. (laughs) Everybody's so spoiled now. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I keep doing it. I like being spoiled. I love the quotes great. on the ice from, I think, both Kopitar and then Lewis talking about how, like... Ready to go again. Yeah, let's do it another time. And, of course, Daryl Sutter's son being like, let's do this again. Daryl Sutter's son, Chris Sutter, I loved... Okay, if anyone hasn't... I feel like everyone has already read it, but if you haven't read the Bruce Arthur article about Daryl Sutter and his son, go read it. It's amazing. If you're like me, you will cry, but as... I've already said I cry at everything. <laughs> but Chris Sutter raising the cup, him and Kopi, his brother, you know, doing an interview. God, that was it. that was amazing. It was the best. It was, it was the literal best. Um, but yeah, I also loved when uh, they were interviewing Daryl Sutter being like, you know, you had thought about not like coaching anymore and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, like, what do you have to say to that? And he's like, I've already... Uh, started drawing up like training like getting ready for training camp and 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 things like that the schedule for next season so everybody's all in everybody's all in of course with you know there's some question marks around like UFAs but I I mean most of them probably want to come back too now you have you're the defending champs again you probably want to see if you can go all the way and do the repeat this time that would be beautiful. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, <laughs> but that would be great. And I'm glad that they're all excited and not just sort of basking. I mean, obviously, they've earned the chance now to bask in winning and playing as hard as they have all season. But now it's also like, I'm glad that they're ready to go at it again. I feel like this team is very interesting and dynamic because or I, maybe it'll be interesting like once preseason comes back or whatever because it's not, like they they made it to 100 points. They're obviously a team who is capable of dominating other teams. But I feel like at this point you can't necessarily expect them to go out and kill it all the time in the regular season. That doesn't seem to be their vibe. But now we have big expectations for the postseason. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. So if the Kings go on like an eight-game losing streak or like a five-game losing streak next season, I'm going to hate it. Yeah. But I'm like, 
the last time they had a streak like this, they also <laughs> won the Stanley Cup. It'll so I don't know if that's really too big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. It, interesting territory we are in now with the trends of this team. This will probably 100% change once I'm, like, it's game five yeah. of that losing streak. And I'm, I'm like, like, why haven't you won anything? Everything's garbage. Their postseason is shot. <laughs> right. Trade everybody. Trade everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, to jump back to goaltending, because, like, as sad as I am for Lundqvist, um, I have to give credit also to Jonathan Quick, who, of course, had an up and down postseason. Everybody has said and talked about. But he played really well during the final series. His numbers, and I got this from Twitter, so I haven't checked it myself. So I hope this is right. And if it's not, <laughs> it's not my fault. But anyway, the number that I saw somebody else post was that in the final alone, he had a save percentage of 931. And... To go along with that, I saw somebody else post that in all of the elimination games plus the final, his save percentage, or first his goals against average, was 1.66, and his save percentage was 941. So I just wanted to point this out because it's like, you know, people give him flack for like the idea of timely saves and whatnot. But it seems like even though he had his ups and downs when it came down to it, like backs against the wall, just like the identity of this friggin' team, <laughs> he zo- you know, zeroed in and pulled it out and was suddenly playing like 2012 Jonathan Quick. He doesn't carry this team. I feel like this, we've already said, like this is probably the most balanced that we've seen right. the Kings. At the same time, I feel like, you know, give him his credit in addition to everybody else. Like when they all need to pull their weight, they sort of dig it and figure out how to do that. And so I'm really glad that this obviously was the series. Everybody was like, look, this is when goaltending matters. And push came to shove, like dude laid it down. He gave up four goals in the last three games. That's pretty great. <laughs> And do you know what that like what that means? Oh, it means not... that the Kings won the Stanley Cup. They did what? They won the Stanley Cup. Oh wow! For the second time Have in three years. Have they done that before? Second time in three years. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> there should be a drinking game for just this us being <laughs> fake surprised over them winning the cup again. They won the Stanley Cup. Oh <sighs> my god! I love it so much. So yeah. So credit to him. Credit to everybody on that team. Everybody played. So, 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 so well. Like, I pretty much just want to go through the entire roster and just talk about how much I love every person <laughs> because everybody played so wonderfully. Kopitar, wonderful, as usual. Mm-hmm. The dude played against the top competition for four of the best teams in the league yeah. this season and, you know, beat all of them. Good job. You have Jeff Carter, who had a monster season. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Jeff Carter and Drew Doughty both won a gold medal this year and now have won their second Stanley Cups. Drew Doughty, it was his second gold medal. So Drew Doughty has the same amount of hardware, I guess you could say, as Jonathan Taves on a big level. So great job to that guy. I mean, probably what the only thing that Doughty doesn't have is a Consmythe. Yeah, Jonathan Taves has. Yeah. So, and I feel like he's got plenty of time to earn his own. He's 24. He got... Two cups and two gold medals in five years. That's insanity. He's so good. Yeah, him and Jeff Carter, great years. Jeff Carter, I feel like... In 2012, I remember there being the quote from him where he talked about, like, you know, so many people doubted me and I proved them wrong. And I think ever since he's come to the Kings, he's really tried to step it up. And I don't think that was 
only because of what happened in Philly and Columbus, but I think in general, like he got older, got more mature, whatever. But he really, really, really seems to have dedicated a lot of time and work into being the best player possible and to getting better on the Kings and really earning that spot and proving, you know, this is why they got me. I'm glad to be here. And this year was great for him. I feel really happy for that, that dude. I'm so happy for everyone. Me too. But yeah, he know, he played great. And after, you know, the whole, you know, handful of assists that he doled out last year, you know, he was a little bit more balanced this mm-hmm. year. And and also with that, like, being a super strong center to kind of help develop two outstanding wingers. Oh, yeah. You know, for the Kings. For... Jeff Carter mentor is my favorite thing about <laughs> this season <laughs> for him. So all of that has been phenomenal. And I, we've said it before. Jeff Carter is a great like to like defensive player as well. Mm-hmm. And once again, he showed that as well and watching him win board battles, watching him just like be strong on the puck and just like keeping possession and just, you know, always putting just like one hand on some other dude's chest and being like, "No, no, no. This fuck ain't yours. I got this right now." Step aside. Please step away. <laughs> He's so He's been good. great. Yeah, I feel really happy for him. Also those two rookies that he mentored, Tanner Pearson played 25 games for the Kings in the regular season. He played 24 in the playoffs this Jesus. season. He played one playoff <laughs> game last season. Tanner Pearson has played the exact same number of regular season games and playoff games for the LA Kings, and that dude has a Stanley Cup. How confusing is his, like, <laughs> mind about, like, what a normal season is? Right, Being, Like, yeah. going from the NHL to the AHL, like, going to a great AHL team, obviously, but, you know, the the NHL is a whole different monster. Um, And just going back and forth there and then having to play so many fucking playoff games. Yeah. And he's been been phenomenal. Great. And and he hustles and his speed is great. He's had phenomenal scoring chances. We talked about that last game. God, I'm so excited for him. He's so good. Can he drink legally? How old is he? They're both 21, I believe. I think Tavoli's like 22. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're both of age, but but they're young. They're they're young, but they're adults. So (laughs) the thing about it too, about watching them and all of these series, is like I mean, we were just talking about it, like you know, a couple games ago, or like or was it last game? Game? I don't whichever one. Game four, I think it was. So last game when. Tanner Pearson had, what, eight shots? So not only did they do well, but it's like they came in and, like, you know, you have Tyler Toffoli, who just fucking scoring goals on the Blackhawks, like, is easy. Just they come in and all of this competition that Kings fans have been worried about, the management is worried about, like, how can we, like Daryl Sutter said, like, during the Olympics, all he was thinking about is how can we beat the Blackhawks? How can we beat the Blackhawks? For these players to come up and just make it look so effortless, too, like, they're hustling, obviously, but for them to just do so well, and they haven't played a full season with the Kings, it's so exciting. Like, the present is wonderful, but also put on your sunglasses because the future is bright. <laughs> uh, I literally just put my face in my hands because I was really excited about all of this that's happening. So I'm full of joy over it. <laughs> we're, like, delusional with joy right now. <laughs> yeah. We're actually not drunk. No, we were drunk earlier. <laughs> this is just affection. Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful. Right now, we are Justin Williams kissing everybody in the locker room. <laughs> That's how we feel. So exciting for them. Um, I Marion Gabbert continues to express like his desire to stay with the Kings, which is also extremely exciting. They have kind of a wealth of defensemen. Like Willie Mitchell and Matt Green are both UFAs, but 
Willie Mitchell, by the way, the last two seasons that he has played, has won a Stanley Cup. So that's fantastic. Matt Green, also kind of in the same way, because he didn't play most of last season because he got injured really early on and then came back for the playoffs and was kind of in and out. The cornerstones of the Los Angeles Kings defense. So it's like, all right, will they re-sign any of those guys? Who knows? Um, And then they've got some talent like Brady McNabb, who I'm sure is going to come up. So they're in a pretty good spot as a team. And so how can you feel anything but excited? Speaking of the defenseman who uh, contributed a lot to the Stanley Cup final, Robin Regeer got the... (laughs) was did not play. Congratulations, (laughs) sir. And got handed the cup second. And I was real happy about it. Reginald. (laughs) Reginald, come here and lift your cup. It's been 15 long years. Um, I Even I felt really great for Robin Regeer. See? I can't, I can't lie about it. I felt really great for him. Yeah, you're and here. And seeing how much the team appreciates him as well. And I fully respect, too, because it's hard probably to be ready to play again and not get to do that. So I respect him for also just sort of, you know, supporting and being around just in case anybody needed him. Also, I have to give or express some gratefulness to somebody like Jeff Schultz, who absolutely when people got hurt was like, all right, step in. And he wasn't the greatest player, but he had some good moments, too. Yeah, he wasn't any sort of liability, uh, even though at the beginning of this podcast, uh, back in the beginning of the year, we were just like, we forget that he exists. (laughs) This random guy from Washington. So, congratulations on being a Washington Capital who has a Stanley Cup. Yes. <laughs> Way another, to go. Another person with a weird and pretty swell year. <laughs> yeah. Getting to the Yeah, spent most of the time in the AHL. Yeah. It's like, whatever, just play the playoffs. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Carry this cup around now. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Take a lap. Speaking of kind of like unexpected, not unexpected, but just random people hoisting the cup. How delighted are you to see the Black Aces from last year yeah. get to lift the cup for real this year? So excited. Jake Muzzin. Jake <sighs> Jake Muzzin got to lift the Jake cup. Jake Muzzin. I am overwhelmed with just like affection yeah. for Jake Muzzin. It's kind of unbelievable. Look, for all the shit that we've given Jake Muzzin at times on this podcast for some of the things he's done, I adore Jake Muzzin. Oh, absolutely. Like, as a dude, he is hilariously goofy. <laughs> And it's fantastic. And then also, he continues to improve his game, which is what everybody wanted. I think especially early on in the season when people were like, I don't know, I don't know, what is he doing? He kind of looks a little lost out there sometimes. But, well, this is his first full season with the Kings. Let's see if he improves. Credit to him, he stepped up. And he is he was phenomenal during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Great, especially during the finals. Fantastic. So, love that guy. I'm excited to see what he does next. And I'm so I'm really happy for him knowing that he was somebody who was around with the Black Aces and this time got to be such a huge contributor to making it all the way. Uh, same with Toffoli. Yes. Also That's true. Phenomenal. And Martin Jones. And Martin Jones. I mean, obviously, he didn't play anything in I'm sorry, the playoff. Uh, what are you talking about? Martin Jones is perfect. He literally allowed no goals. That's true. <laughs> he did play in the playoffs <laughs> yeah. for a bit. I think for, like, a, the total of a single game, yeah, so, like, combined. Right, right. Um, but is perfect. The best player, the best goaltender in the playoffs. Yes. Although, when you said uh, Martin Jones is perfect, I thought, like, that was it. Just, like, as a, <laughs> as a human being, Martin Jones is perfect. Well, that's not incorrect <laughs> that's, either. That's not incorrect. 
which is another thing I've said to Diane a couple times, like before they won it, I was like, I, I really want them to win it in part because of the fact that so many people had to step in and play a little bit. So it's not even just like, oh, Martin Jones did a great job riding the bench for the entirety of the playoffs. Like he did have to step in sometimes and sort of stem the bleeding for the Kings. And he didn't have to face a lot, but he did what he needed to and, and he got some ice time and some difficult games against difficult teams so and he did it in the season too yeah yeah same deal great first year for this guy up in the nhl great start great finish yeah. <laughs> he can't be sad about it he started his nhl career with uh, winning a shootout like a, an yes. eight round shootout against the ducks mm-hmm. and ended the season his first season in the nhl with yeah. the stanley cup he started perfect and he ended perfect Martin Jones, perfect human being, apparently. <laughs> As I said. I take it back. You were correct in that assertion. Like assertion. Yeah, so excited for him as well. Um, and very excited also to see some of the guys who were Black Aces this time get their chance. Um, like Braden McNabb was on the ice. Lyndon Vay, of course, who he did see play, but who didn't get to play during the playoffs. So I'll be interested to see if he gets to come up again next season and where he plays and how he fits in. I'm, I'm, everybody's just so wonderful, and I'm so stoked for them. <laughs> for them being the Stanley Cup champions? Yeah, because the Kings, are, Kings won the Stanley Cup. 2014 Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Those guys, that's who I'm excited for. It hasn't gotten old yet, folks. Nope. <laughs> it's also been like 24 hours, yeah. so of course it hasn't gotten old yet, but it has not gotten old yet. It will not get old. It will, it will for never. For a while. It will never get old. I mean, like, I was thinking about it. Like, the stories and the memory. Like, I still watch the 2012 clips and DVDs, and I'm still like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. We both do this all the time. <laughs> like, you'll watch a goal, and there will be, like, a link on the side. Or you're like, wait, which goal? You're like, you'll be idly thinking about something. Wait, which goal was that? And then you click on the link, and then goodbye evening. Because <laughs> I've definitely, uh, like, texted Chanel at, like, 2 in the morning, being like, I've fallen down the Stanley Cup memories spiral. Yeah. Again. But don't pull me out. It's cool. No, I'm no. I like, I like being here. Leave, <laughs> leave me in this hole. This entire season, every time the... Um, also, that was two years ago, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The well, national... Really have time to get old. The national anthem, every time they show the Stanley Cup banner, when they... During the, you know, penultimate moment of the national anthem, I'm like, that's great. <laughs> so now that there will be two there, beautiful wonderful i i don't i don't know we are spoiled but it's great (laughs) i'm fine with it i do feel like we also have to note because we in addition to going back and listening to our last episode of the regular season we also went back and listened to the very first episode of this podcast which by the way uh, i mean we'll say it again at the end of the episode but thanks to everybody who's listened to us yeah for a year I don't know if we've expressed that enough, uh, but thank you. This because this also was our first season, right? Like yes. many of the other Woo. players, we in the were team. black aces in 2012. We were black aces in 2012, and here we are playing our first NHL season, <laughs> right. um, and we're one for zero, <laughs> Good winning job, the us. Stanley Cup when we talk about hockey all the time. Yes. Uh, right, so we went back to listen to the very first episode where we were both kind of hung over after Frozen Fury. This is what we said in talking about our expectations and sort of predictions for the season. Um, here, we get, here they go right here. I am thinking actually a lot about the playoffs already. Um, <laughs> I know that's super far away, but uh, basically... This isn't, this isn't at all jinxing anything. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Do well, make it to the playoffs. We were talking uh, last night as we were drinking. 
sort of ideal playoff matchups and whatnot. And and now that the Kings have gotten their revenge on like the Sharks, I'm cool. I don't necessarily need to see another King Shark series in the playoffs this year. It would be fun. It always is. Um, but I would like maybe to finally have that freeway face-off rivalry, like step it up and become a real rivalry in the playoffs. I would like the Kings to have as many opportunities as possible to um, beat the Blackhawks. <laughs> I would like for Phoenix to fall into the ocean. Yeah. Um, we don't need that. At all. No. Uh, Bailey tweeted out how he was like, oh, I'm having visions of, like, uh, Kings, Leafs, what did he call it? A love guru? So if we could just make that real life where Jonathan Quick is essentially Justin Timberlake is like a final this year, and he, again, in life, beats Jonathan Bernier, that would be entertaining, mostly, for me. And also, the Kings would have the cup again. First of all, I would like to apologize <laughs> for the part where I said the King should have as many opportunities to beat the Chicago Blackhawks as possible. I had doomed this from the beginning. It was game seven. There had to be a game <laughs> seven. They're like, yeah, it's a best of seven and they could win in four. Like, that's all the chances that you need right, to beat right. the, the Blackhawks. But no. <laughs> as many games as possible, I said. So that happened. Also... I mean, way to just, like, accidentally sort of line up what the postseason was going to be, being like, eh, there could be another Shark series. And we don't, also, we don't to, need to see <laughs> it, right, right. But, but there could be another there could one. Be one. And also, like, sort of tempting it by being like, eh, we saw a series and it was good. What could possibly be better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Against the Sharks. Oh, this overdramatic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that, like, definitely is true. We did not need to see another Shark series <laughs> right. because, look, I mean, obviously it turned out for the, like, for the better at the end, but right. that was garbage trash my bad for tempting fate for all that uh but then also yeah we got the first freeway face-off series and they did beat the blackhawks in as many friggin games as possible <laughs> so well, another thing we pre- we not predicted but wanted to see was the uh kings versus leafs final so that we could have mm-hmm. quick versus bernier but that did not happen but there's still some room for that to happen next season is there know. though uh, no is there <laughs> I was trying to do be you, nice. Want, do you want to say this? This is a team that might get rid of Vader Reeves Dyke. So no, there's there's no chance. But it would be cool. What? How did we get everything so right? <laughs> We're being the extremely smug fans right now. <laughs> but mostly because I'm just shocked about. Also, the I'm just said. glad that it's on. It's like recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can say I predicted this from the start. But guess what? <laughs> So, you know... We have audio. Our random far-fetched dreams come true. Thanks? Also, but did you have to make it so hard? Next time, like, we talk about a lot of, like, far-fetched, like, oh, if only, we should just voice all of them. Yeah. Because maybe... Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen. Bad. Not too bad. Uh, somebody, I think it was John from Jewels on the Crown, made a joke, basically, that we should, being a winning having a winning record in our first season of having a podcast. Now we obviously had to shut this one down and start all over <laughs> and see if we could just build that luck up again. I, I, we probably won't do that. So, but we'll, we'll stick with this one. It seems to be going good. We like you guys. You seem to like us. Okay. Yeah. We'll stick around. Let's hang out. I guess, is there anything, I mean, we've been talking for a little while. Is there anything that we want to say, show anybody else some love before we wrap up? Everyone. I want to show everyone love. That's true. Is this going to get sappy now? Probably. Uh, Okay, so from the very beginning, everyone who was just super nice to us in listening to the podcast, reading the blog, having nice things to say, just like interacting with us, like Mm -hmm. reaching out to us. 
um, becoming our friends because I like to think we're all friends now. All of the other bloggers and people like that who were extremely kind and kind of welcomed us in and laughed and joked around and talked about hockey with us. Like, obviously, world class. Everyone has been fantastic. And I cannot say enough good and wonderful things. And I would squeeze you all to death with my hugs if I could. Absolutely agree. Co-signed, seconded, however you want to say it. I have said this in ways and at different times because I, before this blog and podcast and part of what made me want to create something else to continue talking about the Kings was I had that blog, uh, help her read it out. I don't know if anybody read it, but anyway, I had that and my experience with Kings fandom at large, because for the most part, like, even though I was on Twitter, it wasn't me interacting with people constantly. So doing anything that, that allowed me to talk to more people like Kings fandom was so welcoming and so helpful and I love that and I'm really grateful to be a part of a community of people who get to experience what is absolutely the high like the best time in this franchise's history I'm glad that we all get to experience that together I'm glad that everybody has been so supportive I love interacting with everybody on Twitter I can't wait to do it again next season and throughout this summer as we continue to remember all the time that by the way the Kings are the 2014 (laughs) Stanley Cup champions that's so wonderful we're just gonna post like a 30 second podcast every week (laughs) reminding you by the way (laughs) the date is july 21st right yeah i don't know what day that is at this time (laughs) the kings are the 2014 stanley cup champions yes this is your reminder (laughs) (laughs) again just thank you to everybody and thank you to not just you know to everybody who listens to all of the other bloggers i I have no idea who listens to these these episodes regularly enough but in case any of those people are listening thank you to the royal half who has been so supportive of us from the beginning since we you know first got to interact with him via email and then at frozen Frozen fury Fury. when he was drunk off vodka rebels (laughs) (laughs) and Thank you to the Jewels from the Crown people who all of those who we found out later mostly live on the East Coast, um, who are great people, so helpful and so smart, like the things that they post about stats and whatnot. Wonderful, even though sometimes they break my heart with how much they dislike Jonathan Quick. (laughs) But it's fine. I will continue on like a valiant soldier (laughs) and just take it. And everybody else, I feel like there's people obviously we're going to leave out. But yeah, it's been an amazing season. And I just feel so grateful and so lucky. That's where the luck comes in, really, is to be able to be a part of this with so many people who are so awesome. Yeah, because we started this because in our, like, personal friend group, we were kind of the only ones to talk about hockey, to talk about the Kings with. And so we're like, let's just record this and throw it out into the world and see what happens. And Maybe it'll stick. I did not expect for this to happen, to, like, gain so many friends to talk about the Kings with. Um, so many wonderful, smart, beautiful friends. So yeah. we are very appreciative and thankful for, you know, being our, our nice little Kings community. Everyone, bring it Friendship. in. Friendship. Friendship is magic. <laughs> yeah. The 2014 Los Angeles Kings story. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to wrap it up because now we've gotten made this more of like our usual hour mark. We There's totally a possibility that at different points during the offseason we will record. As stuff happens because, of course, every team has changes during the offseason, whether big or small. Um, there's a draft. So I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff and whether I mean about the Kings, but also about the league at large. But for the for the most part, this is 
Now, really and truly, the end of the Kings season for 2013-14, at the beginning of the playoffs, and especially as it looked like the Kings were going to get knocked out, we were just like, we're just going to keep going until they're gone. Yeah. They made it to the fucking end. (laughs) (laughs) We went to game four of the Shark series being like, you know what? They played great this season. This might not end the way that we want it to end. Let's just go cheer the boys out, you know, if this is it for them. But if they win this game, you know, we'll keep cheering until they leave. I've been cheering for a really long time, Damn. and I have no complaints yeah, about like it. Yeah, like, it's about to be actual summer now, so <laughs> thanks for delaying that, guys. <laughs> I really appreciate it, actually, even though it meant that we ended up doing way more work than I might have anticipated. Yeah. Just be- by the number of games. I've also spent more money That's than true. it's probably wise. My bank account is hurting. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been amazing, and I've loved every second of it, even when I hated every second of it. <laughs> yes. It's all worth it in the end, and I feel like the, the best way to go out is to actually, I mean, we talked about how much we liked Jeff Carter in general, but just to <laughs> pat ourselves on the back one more time before we go, the name of this podcast, we said it in the first episode that we recorded at the end of it, but that was a long time ago. So the name of this podcast, Thanks Bud, came from a an interview where Cabby Richards was talking to Mike Richards about Jeff Carter and why that dude doesn't talk very much and how anytime you text him to compliment him on the way he played on a goal or whatever, all you get back is six letters, T-H-X-B-U-D. And also it's something that we've noticed that hockey players say all the time. They call each other bud, buddy, like constantly. And so we started saying that to each other all the time. So the name of this podcast is sort of a general reference to hockey players, but also specifically, kind of subtly, a reference to Jeff Carter, who had a fucking great year. Let's not, you know, forget. Um, Gold medal, Stanley Cup. He won the playoff beard race. (laughs) That's also true. (laughs) Consmith of playoff. Consmith of of beards. (laughs) So... Just on that note, congratulations to him. Congratulations to us on obviously bringing all the luck to everybody. Obviously. I mean, all I did was, like, sit on my ass and spend <laughs> a lot of money, but... I drank a lot this year. Yeah. Solid effort by my liver. Yes. <laughs> shout out, shout out to our livers. <laughs> yeah. not You're the dying. real MVP, liver. Thanks for keeping us alive. Shout out to Advil. Also true. Shout out to Burgers. This is all for the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been amazing, and we will be back next season in full and we will see you at times and of course we'll be on twitter during the off season so signing off like we do thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time if you want to follow us on twitter if you just desperately need to keep up with our random shenanigans and how we fail at like ordinary parts of life sometimes <laughs> you can follow some thanks bud for hockey stuff which we might post more about the league in general as trades and things happen we are of course at thanks bud individually i am at chanel berlin and i am at aka diane fan and we will talk to you guys later love you and just a reminder for everyone your 2014 stanley cup champion the los angeles kings for the second time in three years three years have a great summer everyone. suck on that shit patrick <laughs> Kane. <laughs> Say, cause